Welcome to the Between the Lines. I'm Tracy Hunter Abramson, and I'm here with Esther Hatch, Sean Ann Bessie, and Sarah Eden. Today, we're going to talk about writing books in a series and how and when a series should end. Now, both Esther and Sean have are both in the middle of writing series right now. So I want to know, did you decide when you started that you were going to write a series or did this just happen? I don't know about Sean, but for me, what happened was I was in the middle of writing my second book that has been published and I just fell in love with a side character. And when I realized like he would have to have his own story, that's when I decided like, okay, that means I need to pick a few more people in this story to also get a story because I'm going to make this a series. Yeah, I'm kind of like Sarah. I I didn't actually plan to write a series. Um, when I wrote The Noble Smuggler, I kind of fell in love with his best friend, you know, like as an author, not actually in love with him. <laughs> but but um, I also had, when that book came out, I also had a lot of readers who that was one of their first responses was, oh, I sure hope Alexander gets his own story. So that started me thinking, yeah, that would be a fun idea. And so the story or the series began as as the characters evolved. And I think I do the same thing. I, I call them accidental series. <laughs> I did never start to write a series. And then I would just like, oh, that character is so much fun. I should do that one. And then I do another one and another one. And it just keeps going. So do you find it easier to write the unconnected novels or standalone novels, or do you prefer to get into that one world and stay, you know, with those characters that you've already created? I am a 100% interconnected stories series, vast universe of characters kind of writer. Whenever I start a series, because I'm one who actually plans it to be a series from the beginning. They don't tend to happen on accident. You plan? I plan so much, guys. She has books. I do. I sit down. And I, yeah, and I think maybe that's why I like writing series because it's an excuse to make a really complicated spreadsheet and few things do my heart greater good than a spreadsheet. But no, I love the interconnected novels. I love them. I love hearing Sarah talk about <laughs> her organization <laughs> skills and processes because we're kind of opposites in that. So I, I really love writing both. Um, it's nice coming up with something totally fresh and new, but I usually do end up maybe falling in love with a character and then want to make a series out of it. But mm-hmm. um, I one thing I've loved about writing a series is you kind of know your characters before you start. And I love, I love that personal connection you have from day one when you start writing. But that also means you're limited like in what you have portrayed them to be in the past. And that can be tricky, especially if you don't take copious notes. Um, uh, Lord Bryant in my third in the series actually almost had the wrong color eyes. And the only reason he doesn't is because a fan sent me a peg doll that was painted. And I looked at it and I quickly wrote to her and I said, why does he have green eyes? (laughs) And she sent me the page number of the first book where his color of eye color had been mentioned. And I hadn't found it. I hadn't kept notes. And so luckily he kept his green eyes for the third book. It was in time to fix it. <laughs> I would so do that. You need to lean into the power of the spreadsheet. I do. I do. <laughs> well, and the power of the fans because yes. they help us out so much. Um, I agree with, with Esther. I think there's definitely pluses and minuses to, to the different kinds of books that we write. I love revisiting characters, like Esther said, but 
it sometimes does limit you a little bit because of what you've put in previous books. And I also like to switch a little bit. So if I'm writing a series, I'll write a standalone separate just to keep my writing fresh. Okay, I'm going to throw a kind of an oddball question here. Do you guys like, those of you who are doing series, do you like having multiple series at the same time? Or do you just kind of... Everyone here is looking we're at We're all looking me. at Sarah. Okay, uh, how do you do this? I, okay, we're picking on Sarah. I currently have five series running simultaneously with at least one more starting up next year. So, yes, I love having multiple series running at the same time. It's the spreadsheet, guys. It's the spreadsheet. I was going to say. It's the spreadsheet. Yeah. I don't know if any of us could do quite what Sarah does. Okay, so how about reading? Would you Do you prefer to read like the traditional series, like... You know, Harry Potter, something you start at book one and you go all the way through till the end? Or do you like like the spin-off companion novels? Um, I mean, like my Saint Squad book, you read one and it's, you pick up book five and it doesn't matter. So which do you prefer to read? I love both, like, or any type of book, I think, as long as it's good. Like, I don't know, I've always been kind of an eclectic reader, and I will read almost any genre as long as it's, like, a fascinating, fun read. So, so you just want a good book. I just want a good book. <laughs> yeah, a good book's pretty important. I would say that if I had to choose, I would choose the ones that are connected but can be read as standalone so that it doesn't matter if you pick up book five or book three, you're not missing a lot of the backstory. And for me, I think the only genre in which I have a true preference between a traditional series where it is a definite book, one, two, three, four, you're following the same characters through the whole thing, versus companion novels where it's you know minor characters from different books spinning off to their own is in romance. For me, I like at the end of the book to know the couple is together, that mm-hmm. while they may have the usual bumps along the way, they're together and that's solid. Um, and if you write in romance a traditional series where it's the same couple in every book, it gets, I think, harder, at least as a writer, to write something that doesn't feel like you have betrayed your reader by tearing apart a couple you just said was totally together. Uh, I think maybe I get too emotionally invested. <laughs> but in romance, I like spin-offs better than I like true series. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like to do that myself is with my, even though I write suspense, there's always that romantic undertone. And it gives me that, that fun of, okay, they have their happily ever after. And if there's something, I, I mean, there's just so many times that you can kidnap somebody. <laughs> and it's unbelievable. I just, you know, it's a problem. Well, and I don't think very many readers want to get to the end of the book without a happily ever after either. Definitely not yeah. in romance. Yeah. 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 They'll come with their pitchforks. I mean, <laughs> it will end badly. And I think that all of us, that's really our brand. All four of us like to hit that happily wrapped. Right. Yeah. Which is maybe another reason why we just almost share the same brain at times. <laughs> um, okay, so here's a question that I've been pondering a lot lately. What is your opinion on how many books should be in a series? Because I have no clue. <laughs> well, I mean, I think for it to be a series, you need three. I feel like that's minimum, maybe. Okay. I, I, guess, I think two is like a duology. I think that's not a series. And so I say minimum of three, and then I also don't know the maximum, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm looking for, Esther. <laughs> Sorry, not helpful there. Um, I kind of think the characters dictated a little bit. You know, if you look at Sarah's books, she has 
her core characters, they may be siblings, they may be friends, and if you do one story for each of them, then that dictates the length of your series. Yeah, that's basically my answer too. It's however many you need to tell the story you want to tell in that series. You know, if it's a story of a family, what does it take to tell the story of that family? If it's a story of a group of friends, what does it take to tell the story of that group of friends? So we're being really unhelpful, Tracy, but I the know. answer is however many the series needs. Okay, well, when our editor is talking to me about how many books there should be, <laughs> I am throwing all of you under the bus. <laughs> so, All right, so Sarah, just this week, you ended not one, but two of your beloved series. How did you know when it was t that it was time to say goodbye to those characters and move on? Or are you saying goodbye to those characters and moving on? <laughs> okay. Are we crying now? Uh, probably pretty close. Yeah, um, I ended with a, I have a single book that uh, ends two series. And I always, because I plan my series pretty um, specifically from the beginning, I always knew they would end with this book. Um, so I had it planned out. I knew exactly what was going to happen. And yet getting to the end of it, there is that temptation to be like, oh, surprise sibling. I can keep this going forever. Um, but no, like I said, I, I've told the story, this, that series, those core stories are meant to tell. And you have to be ready to say, this is complete and this is whole as it is. Having said that, I, I, I'm not one who can fully abandon a universe that I've put that much into. So I fully anticipate having some of those characters show up in future books. Ooh. They'll be side characters, but... Little cameo Cameos, exactly. And I think that's a great way when we as writers know a series probably needs to end, but we're not ready to say goodbye entirely, is to give ourselves permission to let those characters make cameos. And then we get to revisit them a little bit here and there. Then we don't miss them so much. <laughs> I was going to say, because I don't think the spreadsheets are going to help the emotional withdrawal no. that you're going to be going through <laughs> this no. next week or so. So, okay, spoiler alert. I have been pondering under some duress whether <laughs> it's time to end one of my series and branch into a couple of new ones. So, Sarah, do you have any advice on how to prepare our readers and ourselves when we get to that natural conclusion of a series because it is emotional right well one thing i did on purpose was i made sure that i had um launched a new series before ending this one so i had something new i was already working on something new i was already looking forward to it gave my readers um the reassurance that i wasn't going to abandon them entirely that there was something new coming it helps you have something that you're excited about which is important because otherwise it really is a heavy emotion and it's, uh, it can really kind of weigh you down. But another thing I've been real careful of is to make sure I take time to celebrate what I've accomplished, but allow myself also to be a little bit sad about it because those are both very legitimate emotions. That is, those are all excellent points. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. And I think the fact that we as readers know that we may get a glimpse of some of those other characters will help us through our mourning the loss of your series too. <laughs> and I think maybe we forget that as authors that these characters can become very important to readers as well. And so you want to give them a chance to celebrate it, but also permission to be sad about it and let them know you're not abandoning them entirely, either because you have other things you're going to work on or because those characters will pop up once in a while. I love that. So I have to ask you, you lead right into my next question. Do you all already have plans for what projects will come after the series you're currently working on? 
So for me, um, I have a lot of dreams <laughs> of books I want to write. Like, I don't know if you guys are like me, but I have multiple ideas and even some stories started, but I don't really have a place for them because I write kind of slowly. So my plans are all tied up in the two series that I've started. So like my concrete plans for now. Okay, but well, you're kind of in the middle of them. I am kind so, of in yeah, the middle. So, yeah. Well, you, one is coming to a close. You've got time. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I actually just started another series with Tracy. So, the Falcon Point, there's a Falcon Point book launches our series with the contemporary characters. And so, I'm excited to do that. They'll probably overlap for a little while with my Georgian Gentleman series, but it's fun to have something new starting too. I agree. And I already have two more series I want to start, maybe three or four, <laughs> I think maybe better, five. I think you better get on the spreadsheet. I, I, I need, yes, I need, you guys have a problem. <laughs> I'll make you a spreadsheet. It'll be fine. Okay. I know how to use them. It's just the whole idea of like having the ideas go into them is my, my challenge. Well, and for me, I mean, I kind of touched on this earlier. I've got five series that are running. I have another one that starts next year. And I have, I have ideas for other ones, too. So I feel like there'll never be a point where I'm not writing at least one group of interconnected stories because I love them. Well, that's good. And your readers are going to love that, too, that you're <laughs> yeah. not abandoning them. So <laughs> readers, if you see the end of a series, trust your authors. We have your back. We, we, we love these characters, too. So... Thank you, everyone, and uh, for joining us this week, and please join us next time on Between the Lines. <laughs>